Dukes has twang. Does your mayo have it? Do you ask for it by name when you go out to eat? Do you display your devotion to it for all the world to see? Can it elevate your lime cilantro aioli to a level that's borderline holy? If not, you're probably using the wrong mayo. That's because only Duke's mayo has twang. It's that little southern something that elevates food from good to downright ridiculous. Get Duke's. It's got twang. Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Thursday, everybody, and welcome into the Graham Lick and McLean podcast presented by our wonderful friends over at Duke's Mayo. We did not have an episode yesterday. We wanted to be able to collect ourselves. And of course, I hope and we hope that you spent the beginning of the week listening to our ACC championship game recap episode, which is still available if you want to go listen to that. But the main thing that we want to talk about today is the transfer portal. The portal, which, portal, portal. Yes, portal. <laughs> which is consuming the sport. And so we wanted to wait a few days and, and see a lot of the big names go in. Now, players can still have till January 18th, Mac, to Ooh, enter the portal, which time. is way too long. But we need to dive into all this. It seems every ACC QB is in the portal. Mac, <laughs> just the portal in general, we yeah. need to start with some initial thoughts. But were you surprised to see all these ACC QBs just jump in there right when the se- right when the regular season ended? Uh, not really. I, I was more surprised when you said it's Thursday. I was like, holy crap. W- what did we do? It <laughs> is Thursday. It? It, threw me, it threw me for a loop. Uh, th- these portal days, they're just kind of going by and you don't know what day it is. You don't know what's happening. Um, I, I guess I would say yes, some of them. Um, but at the end of the day, nothing surprises me anymore. Like in, right. in this new world that we're in, uh, if you don't have the great success that, that you want, just get in the portal. Go somewhere else. Go to a fourth school in four years. You're talking Why about JT? You know, yeah, maybe. I mean, there's other guys I'm sure have done it. What, what was that uh, What was that young man's name? I think it's Charlie something uh, that played for Miami. He'd been to like six different schools and oh, was yeah. on their on their final four run or on their Sweet 16 run. Oh, so oh Charlie basketball. Moore. The point Charlie guard. Moore. The point I think guard. that's right. I yeah, think that's yeah, right. Yeah. That dude has been to more schools than like – a military kid moving to elementary schools. I mean, it's unbelievable to see. So kind of my uh, my reactions on the transfer portal, my thoughts on the transfer portal, KG, you know, I, I do like that players have power. I, I do like that there are options, you know, if things don't necessarily go the way you think. And, and what I mean by that is if your coach leaves, if there's a coaching sure. change, if your position coach gets fired, you probably went to that school because of said person. If you get there and it's just not what you expected, and, and you know you, you tried and you know you, you just don't fit, I think that that's a good good thing. If you get out recruited and you're not getting playing time uh, because they brought in someone better, why not take a shot and, and go to a, a different school and see what it is? What I don't like, and, and this can kind of get confused with some of the things I just said, I don't like if a coach yells at you mm. and you're like forget this, I'm out of here. Like, well, you're not going to talk to me like that. I, I think there is a little bit of perseverance that needs to come from it, that, that I think it, it's good for you to grow and learn these things. But at the end of the day, that kind of power thing that I said, that that can get really confusing. My biggest hope and prayer with all of this is is these young men and women across the, the sporting worlds, uh, just understand what you're getting into. Understand what you're leaving, a guarantee, education. Right. 
for uncertainty that there might not be a home at the end of this tunnel. So that's where it's a little bit difficult for me um, because these young men and women, it, it's not promise. It's not promise. And there's going to be a lot of people that are left out sitting on the side of the road going back to mom and dad's house. It, it's going to be fascinating to see, KG. Exactly. And we've seen the numbers. You know, a lot of guys who enter the portal don't ever leave the portal. They live in the portal for the rest of their lives. Or meaning they just don't have another home. Uh, call me old school. Mac, you and I are both almost 30. We will turn 30 next year. Yikes. So we we were really the last <laughs> generation of student athletes that kind of before all of this change started happening. So, you know, graduating in 2015, that era. And we all knew when you signed your national letter of intent, if you wanted to transfer, you had to sit out a year. Like you went right. into it knowing that. Right. And how weird was it when your teammates like left? Yes. It was super it was very weird. Rare. It was very weird. Because you're thinking, wow, you're you're going to give up a year and just right. sit there and, and, you know, be a practice player, basically. So <laughs> I, I still think you should have to sit out. And what's interesting is I've talked to some of my friends who fellow student athletes from our Clemson days, Mac, that, you know, and pretty much everyone our age agrees Like you should still sit out. And I think it's part of what we experienced and just what we knew. But we also know, as we're a couple years removed here, how hard this is going to be on coaching staffs to figure out their roster. And, I mean, it's hard on players, too. Like, you have a brand-new team, especially on the basketball side. You have a brand-new team year in and year out. So I still think you should have to sit out. I think you sign that in LI, which is a contract, and, you know, you should know the, the um, repercussions there. Now, if you graduate, I think right. you are good to go. And, for example, DJU is about to graduate from Clemson in three years because he did summer school and he came in early and all that. So go where you want. Play right away. Like, I'm good with that. But I guess just just call me old school. I I don't think it's good for the stability of the sport. And, you know, you speak to coaches being fired. My coach was fired. And I still knew if I left, I had to sit out a year. And part of that's life. Like, it's dealing with adversity. It's learning how to endear yourself to a new staff. I mean, that's, that's a great skill to have in life right. moving forward. Yeah. So I know some people would be mad about it. Call me old school. I know coaches can leave right away, but coaches can also get fired midseason. That's always my argument. Exactly. You can't exactly. fire a player midseason if they are on scholarship, unless they get arrested off the field or something crazy. But <laughs> if they are going to class, doing their job, and even if they're not performing well on the field, you cannot fire a guy That's in right. October, but you can fire a coach. So there's, there's different yes. pieces there. But the other main thing with the portal, Mac, and you brought this up, I am just concerned for these dudes that are going to four schools in four years. Like, do you have a degree? Is it even possible? I mean, we know when you transfer, there's certain credits that don't work at certain schools. And then you got to transfer into certain majors and all these things. I still think the degree is so important. And I think it's getting completely lost in the shuffle with all this transferring. I totally agree with you. And that's my, that's my biggest concern of, of this missed opportunity. It's, if you do leave, if you leave this thing, that's a guarantee that if I just do exactly what right. you just spelled out, KG, I will someday finish and get a piece of paper that is very important that says I accomplished this. Mm-hmm. If I choose to leave that, that might not happen. I go back to ground zero. I go back to only having a high school diploma, which doesn't get you very far in, in life in regards to things that we want to do. So that that's where it, it kills me to think. Are, are we thinking long-term? Right. Are we thinking this window to play football, especially professionally, is 1% of the 1% that got there? Like, it, it's elite. And I know it's a dream. I had it. You had it. Everybody wants to go pro. 
But the reality is that degree is much more important. Now, some guys, like you said, getting their degree, yeah. going on, getting a master's, leaving, that's all these fine. things. That's, that's great. Awesome. And that's great. But I just want everybody to really understand what you're getting into when you say, hey, this is cool. I'm going to test something else out and see what else I can get. Sometimes it's nothing. Yeah. Us old school millennials, these these are our impressions of this. Well, some of the guys that we're talking about, Mac, are these quarterbacks. And before we get into quarterbacks, though, we do have to tell our amazing listeners here about our amazing sponsor, and that's Duke's Mayo. Mac, I believe you have you have a story. It's story time this week I do. for Mac. Th- Duke's these, Mayo. Are, these are my favorite. And I'm actually going to stand up real quick oh. and grab, grab something. Just hold oh, on. Oh, okay. Right. Mac needs to go get something. Um, I will tell you, go to dukesmayo.com. For my little friend here. Okay, he's Duke's back. Mayo. He's back. My little friend. This this is the South. Duke's <laughs> Mayo. You see this? Yes. It's only available in certain mm. stores in the South. Now, it's probably gotten a lot more regional since back in our day, us old timers. So we had a friend reach out on social media who's out in California, the great state of California. I think he went out there for the gold rush or something. I'm not sure. I don't know why you would do that willingly. Uh, But guess what? Duke's Mayo apparently is not out there. So he, a cry for help on social media, great friend of mine, saying, man, you got to send me some Dukes. There's none out here. There's nothing we can do. And who other than my other dear friend, Kelly Gramlich, came in to save the day and said, buddy, this is all you have to do. Go in your little computer, your laptop, whatever you got, and type in dukesmayo.com, and this will arrive on your doorstep. Magic. Magically. Anywhere you live in the entire world. So I just wanted to shout that out. The Dukes may be regionalized, and we have our southern sauces, and we love them. But they are also worldwide yep. on the great World Wide Web. And now Californians everywhere can celebrate. I was thinking about opening this and eating it, but I just can't do it. I'm not doing that. Maybe next year. Mac, maybe. Maybe, next maybe by the end of December we can get you to do that. <laughs> but, Mac, that's a great point. And, yeah, Dukes yeah. is becoming more of a national brand. I mean, they have their own bowl game, obviously. That's right. But part of me wants part of me wants to keep it in the South because I feel like it's our thing. But, no, the whole world should be able to experience it, and you can do that at dukesmayo.com. You can also enter the Y'all Star sweepstakes. doesn't matter where you live. You can enter. Two weeks left to enter. Actually, more like one week left to enter. December 14th is the deadline. And for the Duke's Mayo Bowl, which is featuring the Maryland Terrapins and your <laughs> NC State Wolfpack, four pregame field passes, four on-field tickets where you can sit in the Duke's Mayo Twang Throne. I'm trying to make a throne the game. Of the crown. I can't do it. That is amazing. Stadium tour, Bank of America. That's awesome. Any NC State fans who are also Panthers fans, that'd be cool. Travel voucher, $250 Visa gift card, and swag. And in that swag includes a bunch of mayo as well. So in a, in a front row seat in your throne <laughs> to watch, if you're a Pac fan, Dave Doran get mayo poured on him. I think Doran right. is a fun one. I, we're hopefully going to have him on later on. Doran is so no nonsense, even though he does right. have, when he lets it show, he has a good personality. But Absolutely. to see Doran have mayo poured Covered on him mayo. would be amazing. I can't wait. I, honestly, I'm, I'm sad that I will not be able to do the mayo pouring because we will be down at the Orange Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were listening to Kelly as she was reading all those amazing things, the, the mayo throne, if you will, <laughs> this is what it looks like. Yes, it literally it's is. carved out right here. And think of like a waterbed of mayonnaise. I'm just kidding. Uh, but it is a giant jar that you can sit in. How cool is that? Kelly, we were supposed to be the first ones ever. And then COVID-19 happened and just totally ruined our lives there. So we didn't get to do it. But you can if you go cool. check that out. 
I, I'm excited for somebody. Me It better too. be an NC State fan. That's all I got to say. Let's hope. I mean, Maryland fans, if you're listening, if you just miss the ACC that much and so you're listening to our pod, <laughs> you know, if you want to get in there, by all means, or tell your Maryland fans if you or friends if you have any Maryland friends. That's right. I, I do have one more point before we move on here to ACC quarterbacks. The last 66 times Maryland and NC State played, 33 and 33. That's amazing. And it all gets decided – by Mayo. Okay, go ahead. Move on. I'm sorry. Wow. It's it's truly meant to be. Mac, it wasn't meant to be for a lot of these quarterbacks at the oh, institutions no. that they oh, were no. at. Let's talk about some of these high-profile quarterbacks that are in the portal from the Atlantic Coast Conference. You have Devin Leary, who is currently ranked as the number one overall transfer, not just QBs, but number one overall by ESPN.com. You have DJ Uyunglele, who's in the portal. You have Brennan Armstrong. DJ's ranked third amongst quarterbacks. Brennan Armstrong is ranked seventh. You have Phil Dracovic, who left BC and has already chosen his destination of Pittsburgh. So we'll talk about that. That was fast. <laughs> you have Keaton Slovis, who left because, you know, Jerk is now coming. And then you also have Jeff Sims from Georgia Tech that we can't forget about because he entered really, really early and kind of left his team hanging there. But well, oh, we can talk about that later. Let's start with Devin Leary. I, I never would have thought, Mac, as we were entering the season, that Devin Leary and Phil Dracovic instead of going to the league after this year, would be transferring. That is not something that I thought. And even you could add Brennan Armstrong. I didn't think he'd be transferring. Sure. So yeah. with Devin, we know it's a unique situation. He got hurt again. He's had really bad injury issues throughout his career at NC State. Mm-hmm. MJ Morris came in and looked really good. Also had some freshman moments. I mean, it, let's let's be honest there. But he obviously has a ton of talent. It seems that Devin saw the writing on the wall. Like, would you rather invest in your young quarterback for next year or have this seventh-year guy back again and he may just want to try something new he's been at nc state forever he's put in his time he has his degree again that's the situation we were talking about mac what what are your overall thoughts on devin leary leaving yeah i I think kind of what you said you know is is very accurate that preseason you know no shot that i thought that that, number one that he would get hurt the way he did nc state have the season they would and and then you know we're at the end of the year and and he has to make a decision do i stay do i leave do i go to the league and you know, I think it's super unfortunate the way it, it, it just unveiled because I I really enjoy watching Devin. I enjoy covering him. I, I love his interaction, his passion, his leadership, seeing him grow these last three years. And you know, when we were down at camp this season, just to see how different he was, like confident that he was the guy and knew that like, okay, this is my turn. And for that not to happen is is just sad, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not sure what, if, if a conversation took place or if just kind of what you said there, you know, he's like, you know, I've been here for quite some time. I'm going to make this decision easy for you. Sure. I'm going to go somewhere else and, and I'm going to test the waters here. I've got my degree. I've got this and that gave my all for NC state. And uh, yeah, I mean, you can't fault the guy and he's probably going to make a, a bunch of money and some NIL collective is going to try to get him. And uh, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, it's, probably the best decision for everybody, you know, just in regards to moving forward and Devin as well. I agree. I agree there. Some of the places that I've seen are very interesting. I think you could see him at a big name program, someone who wants to fill a need right away, who maybe is worried about their young five-star if if they're ready to take over, perhaps a, a Notre Dame Maybe a Georgia. But here are two other schools that I find interesting that he has legit connections to. Missouri, Eli Drinkwitz was NC State's offensive mm-hmm. coordinator his first year at NC State. So that he I don't think he played that much then, but that could be an interesting connection there. And then guess what, Mac? Devin's younger brother is a freshman quarterback at Illinois. 
And oh. the old NC State wide receiver coach is at Illinois. Illinois kind of revamped Tommy DeVito's career. Could they do mm-hmm. a little more for Leary? It's still not a huge brand. Um, I've heard some – you and you were joking about Wisconsin again, the whole Russell Wilson situation. <laughs> I, I think he's going to end up somewhere where you're going to keep an eye on him. He's going to be at a pretty, pretty big program. But mm-hmm. those connections at Illinois and Missouri are interesting. Yeah, that they certainly are, and, and did not know that about the Illinois thing. So that's that's funny. That's some I'm good, uh, Dil- good reporting research. there. Some good reporting there. Um, you know, for for me, if I'm Devin, it's a it's a little bit of a two way street. Number one, I want to leave to a place that's that's probably a little better than where yeah. I was. You don't want to do a lateral more move of a legit shot uh, to to play in the postseason at a high level, whether that's a playoff or New Year's Six. So if Georgia is a real opportunity, my goodness, how can you pass that up? Um, number two, if Notre Dame's a real possibility, how can you pass that up? Seeing what they have, the recruiting class that they have coming in, uh, and and probably looking at them saying, I would be significantly better than any quarterback they've had in the relatively near future, or excuse me, past. I think that he would go there and make waves mm. right away. And so when I'm looking at that, unlike some of these other guys, fit isn't a concern for me. I think Devin can fit in any system whether it's pro or spread, West Coast, whatever you want to do. I think he fits right away. He's a smart guy, an older guy. So I know he's really going to lock in and and be able to get that offense going. Um, Man, I I said Brennan Armstrong was a lock to go to Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame has really good options here. And two of these guys, either one of those guys, I would take in a heartbeat. I think Notre Dame is going to be a player. It's – They've got to be. Now they do have um, Buckner, I believe, will be coming back from injury. Right. So there's that too, and that might be why Drew Pine just decided to leave. But another – I've seen Notre Dame on short list just in articles for DJ Uyunglele and for Brennan Armstrong. So yeah. it's, it's possible there. With DJU, I think the overall um, common knowledge is that he's probably going to go back west is what right. people think. And his brother, right? his brother is a big-time recruit – for this class. So maybe they become a package deal, UCLA, Mm -hmm. Arizona state, Oregon, whatever. What about this Mac? Uh Someone, I saw this in an article and I just want to hear your thoughts on this. (laughs) What about DJU to Virginia Hmm. with Tony Elliott? Interesting. When Tony Elliott called play now last year, it wasn't as great, but the year before he called the plays when DJ had his two best games of his life. Yeah. That's fascinating. I hadn't even thought about that for a second. Um, I just have to think he's going back west. Sure. I just have to. I don't not like that. Um, I think especially with, you know, Virginia going to trying to run the ball more, trying to be more pro style in regards to doing the stretch zone, outside zone. Um, it's a little bit different than than what Clemson showed. I can see that. I, I don't think that's crazy. Keep an eye I don't on. think that's crazy. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I think the one important thing, though, for DJ is he, he actually, I'm going to nix this right now. No, he's not going to Virginia. He needs to go somewhere with a really good offensive line, with a really good offensive sure. line, whether that's a Wisconsin, you know, historically having great offensive lines, whether that's Notre Dame has a big offensive line, Oregon, who probably has the best offensive line in college Oregon football right now. Oregon could be interesting. And um, Bo Nix is, is moving on. I, I just, yeah, I, I just think he needs more time. I think he needs to be in a pro-style system, turn his back and play action, hit a big shot over the top, hand the ball off a bunch, use that power run when necessary. Um, Clemson and the spread just for his who he is as a player. It's not a bad thing. It just it doesn't fit. It just doesn't fit it with felt what like Clemson, it never fit. Yeah, historically has done. So 
I'm very excited to see where he ends up. Man, he he's been such a uh, you know just a great representative of our our university, KG, and and to see how he handled everything from a a perspective of public perception. When he gets pulled out of a game, he's not pouting. He's not throwing his helmet. He's not dog cussing anybody. He's right there. He's the first guy off the field. So to me, you know, nothing but success to him and always has been a great young man. It just just didn't work. And he's got to move on. He's got to go somewhere else. Oregon, I think, could be very interesting with how they revamped Bo Nix's career. Absolutely. Could be a very similar situation. Because he was protected. He had time to throw the yeah. ball. I mean, I think he got sacked twice the entire year, which is crazy. Bo Nix's numbers at Auburn last year were atrocious. So yes. keep that in yes. mind. <laughs> One more thing on DJ Umac. I'll just, you don't have to respond to this. And I've seen some people out there oh, saying gosh. this. Oh, gosh. It rubbed me the wrong way that he entered his name in the portal so fast. Why? Literally Why? the day after. Why? Because to me, you've already made up your mind. And so how does that affect how you approach the ACC championship? When it, it looked like you weren't, you weren't there mentally. Like those first two drives, Mac. That's I, interesting. Yeah. It didn't seem like he was locked in at all. So just me well, thinking from me, an athlete perspective, like how yeah. locked in can you be to a game where you've already decided you're going to enter your name in the portal? Because I, I don't, how could you not have decided if you're going to enter your name the next day? I, I mean, I, I Maybe think feel some type here's of my deal. I don't think that the first couple drives looked any different than stuff I've seen for two years. I, I think they were worse. Some of those throws, Mac, he threw it in the dirt. Most of the time he's the overthrowing play, something. First play of the game. The first play of the game was in the dirt. Um, Didn't look locked in. I think the decision was made that night when he heard Coach Sweeney say it's Cage's job. I mean, that's just – to me, it's common sense. Well, that was I'm obvious. Graduating. Yeah. I'm graduating. It's his job. I have to go be first. Like, I have to choose where I want to go first before someone takes Devin Leary, before someone takes Jeff Sims, before someone takes whoever else is in the portal. There's a billion names. I want to be first on that. I, I need to get, I get to that. school, Looking out for get yourself. into school. It's just the future. Like – yeah, great. I'd love to be with you guys at the Orange Bowl, but I got to go get that Oregon job before someone else does. So to me, in a young man that has you know, been there for his team and, and any teammate you talk to is the epitome of a teammate, he has to worry about himself right now. Just like Clemson has to worry about them. I get Same that. Thing. I get Same it. Thing. And your perspective probably should matter more. I'm just That's telling you. No, 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 no. Because no. you've been you've been in a football locker room and you you've know been in a basketball what it's like. Locker room. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's but a quarterback we've always said is is just a different. It's it so much relies on you. I just felt like the way he played those first two series and the fact that he entered his name right away makes me feel like he was checked out. And That's interesting. Yeah. I think that's not fair to the rest of your team. Like what if Cade didn't have it? Were you going to be able to go back in and win that game? If you already know you're entering the portal, I, that's fascinating. I don't I know, know if I, I don't know if I'm questioning it like you are. Um, yeah. but I definitely I, you know I I'm think here for the drama. The two of us are are fully encompassing. You know how the Clemson uh, Clemson fan base feels. I think it's pretty cut and dry. It's either yeah. my side or your side with what they think. And uh, you know, right there there is no right and wrong. I mean, your feelings are what you've seen and how you've evaluated these last couple of years. So, Mac, this is my truth. <laughs> this is this is my <laughs> truth. You know what my truth is? I keep staring at this because I brought it down. This is my truth. Are you hungry? I'm starving. Okay, we mentioned um, Phil Dracovic <laughs> going from BC to Pittsburgh. Yeah, he's been beat up all year. Emmett Moorhead's looked pretty good. It seems like BC's going to roll with him. I feel like they would have wanted Jerk back regardless, but sure, absolutely. he's following Frank Signetti, who's now at Pitt, his old OC. I, I think yeah. that makes a lot of sense. And Phil Dracovic is from Pittsburgh. 
Yes. He grew up in Pittsburgh, and that's when he was an amazing All-State basketball player that we talked about with him um, last year. So I think this makes a ton of sense, Mac. I kind of like it. I, I, as soon as his name went in, that's where I figured he was going. It, for this one, to me, I wish there was a way. I might have already said this. I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself on from earlier podcasts. I would have bet the house on that as soon as it happened, yeah. that, that Phil was going it happened quick. to pit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and which makes you think were there conversations happening before they were supposed to? I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting to see uh, Pitt, you know, doing a little bit of what USC did last year. Um, but at the end of the day, no, I'm, I'm joking. I'm kind of joking. I'm kind of serious too. Um, I'm excited to see the fit. I'm super excited if Israel Abanacanda comes back yep. because now, man, that that's really exciting to look at just to see. Okay, can Phil finally turn into this guy that I thought he could? Two years ago, when I'm comparing him to Big Ben and thinking he's going to be a first-round draft pick, that's where I want to see can he get to. Mm -hmm. Certainly, we've seen the development from Pitt. We've seen what they've done with quarterbacks. We've seen with you know what Kenny Pickett did in that final year, not saying he'll be anywhere close to those type of numbers, but maybe. I think the talent is, is certainly there. Can he stay up? Can he stay healthy? That will be the biggest question mark. And also, kind of like Jeff Sims, which we're about to hit on, I know, did Phil take himself out? Like, did did he say, I've been hit 800 mm. million times. Coach, I gave you everything I could. I don't want to get hurt. Like, I'm done. That's well, a he, fascinating thing to look at for me. He was banged up. Yeah. For whatever. Like, sure. because he got hit a billion times. Right. But, right. yeah, I mean, I remember specifically watching that Clemson game and just thinking this man is running for his life. Like, straight right. up running right. for his life. And we saw that we've seen that with Brennan Armstrong too yeah. at Virginia. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's sad. Like you have to protect these guys and we've seen a lot of injuries for all three of those guys for Devin Brennan and Phil Jerkovic. And I think the yeah. biggest thing for them moving forward, trying to up their stock is they've got to have a healthy year. Right. And so they're probably looking out for themselves and saying, okay, That's where can all I go where matters. I can get protected? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. For, for, you know, a guy like Phil, Devin, you know, did have that big year. So I think he just needs kind of one more. But for those guys, it's can I stay healthy? Can I last in an NFL season, which I'm getting hit way harder? It's a longer se- season. It's more grueling, all these different things. Do you just have the body to do it? That's what's going to be really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. What about Jeff Sims? He injured his name in the portal a, a while ago, leaving Georgia Tech. His coach was fired, Jeff Collins, so you know yep. I can see it. Jeff Sims is uber talented. Um, he would be great where he can go and utilize his dual threat abilities. I I'm not sure who you know who could. I mean, I'm, he'll be wanted, but I'm just I'm curious to see where he ends up, and I don't have any sort of feel right now yeah. for that. Do you? No, I, no I, I don't either. Um, but certainly I think somebody's going to take him like that. Yeah. That young man is is very special, very talented, super raw still. It just feels like yes. he needs to go somewhere that just has an absolute quarterback whisper. Or in this offseason, man, he needs to go train with, with the best because the talent is undeniable. Like that dude's arm is so strong. His his speed is light years when he's out of the pocket and, and making things happen. It's just, can I get really dialed in, understand what I'm doing, how to get the ball out quicker to guys, check it down, not take a bunch of hits, and then supplement it with the, the natural talent that I have to just kill people. That's what I think he has, that ability. I, I've said it for a couple of years now. He, he's the best athlete on his team. 
that rocket launcher arm, though, is what makes him so different. So excited to see, you know, kind of where he ends up. Where does that where does that look like? Where does he go? Does a team like Florida, who who just had a very similar athlete mm. uh, in, in Anthony Richardson that is declaring for the draft, do they maybe take a, a guy like that who's probably honestly better with his legs? You know, Anthony didn't you know do anything outrageous this year with his legs. Can they take Sims and, and maybe make that a little bit more interesting? I've seen Florida on a few lists. Even for for Devin Leary, I think there's just a lot of teams out there that need quarterback, and so yeah. it's going to see where these guys end up. It's like the NFL draft, basically. Right. <laughs> and let's roll through the, the all these teams really quickly, Mac. And Mac in our rundown here, like the NFL draft, he put needs for every team. <laughs> like the transfer portal is now basically free agency, which is what it, it is. is. And so is. you look at your needs and you see where you can go fill those needs. For Boston College, we talked about Phil Dracovic. It seems like Emmett Moorhead will probably be the guy next year. Yep. At least it'll be his job to lose. They need offensive line. They'll get Mahogany back, I believe. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Hopefully. His name isn't in the portal yet. We'll, we'll see. see. But that was a huge blow for them last year at yeah. O-line. But it's just so weird. When BC, you're known for your O-line, and your O-line this year was just awful. And then they're losing Zay Flowers, of course, so – Right. You'd love to see them bring in a playmaker. Right. And, and maybe you lose a couple other pass catchers just because of graduation or moving on to the NFL. Right now they're listed as four guys in the portal and kind of headlined by uh, Jerk there. I, I think the biggest thing, though, is you got to go get some big dogs. You, you have to get somebody. I know there was a lot of in, a lot of injuries, uh, but you have to go get something to help with where you are. And if you get Christian back, that's fantastic. Maybe one or two more pieces and you feel really good moving forward. And that also helps guys behind them learn, kind of sit back. You got kind of baptized by fire this year. Take a seat, right. learn some more, get bigger, faster, stronger. Then when it's your turn after this super senior, whoever comes in, does their thing, you feel really good about the future. I also would love to see them go get some some more D linemen. Like they have a couple of pieces that are really nice, but go get some edge setters, go get some werewolves, find somebody that's from that area that maybe wants to come home and uh, yeah. just, just bring them on there. So that'll be the interesting thing for me, KG. I think FSU is the perfect example of finding Jared Verse at Albany. Like you can, you can go find some guys. I mean, it's right. hard. Yeah. I'm not saying it's easy, but right. you can find some diamonds in the rough. Clemson had eight guys enter the portal, which is, I think, that's the most that Clemson's right. ever had in, since the portal sure. era has begun. Kobe Pace, EJ Williams, Kevin Swint, Levante Bentley, Fred Davis, and a few others. I think Kobe Pace maybe was the well besides DJU, of course, but Kobe Pace might have been the most interesting. He's in a loaded running back room, and Mm -hmm. he was definitely third behind Shipley and Maffa. So that's probably part of it there. Clemson needs wide receivers. I'm just going to throw this out there. I I feel like they they probably feel better about their returners when you look at Bo Collins coming back, (laughs) Antonio Williams, Cole Turner is apparently a dude. Adam Randall. Yeah, Adam Randall. So they probably feel fine. But I just – this name I saw on the top 33 list of transfers – Elijah Spencer at Charlotte. He's from okay. Irmo, South Carolina. He was the Conference okay. USA Freshman of the Year. Had 950 receiving yards. Just a thought. Okay. There's That's also Love It from Missouri. And Mac, I'm not. I'm not breaking any news because you can see it on our Dabo episode. Dabo had Missouri film pulled up behind him on that screen. Uh, he did. He did. He sure so did. <laughs> I don't know. I, it, it's still. I still would be surprised to see Clemson go take a high profile transfer because they haven't done it yet. So right. will they do it? I don't know. Right. And, and kind of what you said, the uh, it seemed inevitable, right, going into the ACC championship game. Then you come out of it and you're like, well. feel better because you had a better know, quarterback. Maybe not. Maybe not. No, no question about that. And we spoke about that extensively. But everybody, you know, was risen to the occasion there. 
Um, the, the biggest shocker to me, kind of as you mentioned, was Kobe Pace. Um, but I understand it. Got out recruited. There's two more guys coming in next year. He's going to go somewhere and start right away and be a really good player. So it, it kind of goes back to my my original statement about the transfer portal. There's situations where it just makes sense. A guy gets out recruited, is not yeah. playing. That can start other places in the country. You should be able to go. You should be able to leave. You put in your time. You put in your work. He's faced some injuries, came back, and still scoring touchdowns to, to end the year here. I think that makes total sense. It'll be very interesting to track all these guys. Kevin Swint was another guy. Man, I thought he was going to have a big year next year. With with all these defensive linemen leaving, the timing of his departure is is a little bit fascinating to me. And just to see what is he going to do moving forward, where is he going to go, um, and, and ultimately why, why did he leave? So that's always the fun thing that we'll probably never know with a lot of these guys in the portal. But those were the two that were, I guess I'll say the biggest shocking or, or ones that you're just like, man, really, kind of kind of vibe when they leave. And could we see any of these guys end up at Virginia or Oklahoma with right. Venables and Tony Elliott? Sure. I think Kobe Pace at Virginia would probably make a lot of sense. He would be um, the best runner on their team yeah. by far. So Perhaps Levante Bentley at Oklahoma. I don't know. Keep, keep an eye on that. For Duke, they brought in an offensive lineman, Michael Purcell from Elon. They have three guys in the portal, but not much happening there. Duke, Florida State, NC State have not really had a bunch of guys enter the portal of course, NC State's had Devin Leary, um, but not much happening at those schools. It kind of speaks to their stability right now. Right. Yeah, it absolutely does. And, and I think that is also just kind of the interesting thing that in this world, there's still you know guys that are hanging around that feel good about their situation. And the three that you just mentioned, certainly so. Duke, I mean, my goodness, how, why does anybody want to leave there outside of you know, you're just not happy or and maybe Coach Elko, kind of like Miami, said you weren't invited back. There were only three of those guys, though. Uh, so so that's the interesting thing there. I think for Duke to, to go in the portal, you're losing a couple of linebackers. Uh, Shaka Hayward, I assume, is moving on. I feel like he's been there forever. Uh, would be nice to do that. And same thing with uh, Big Dwayne Carter up front. Uh, to replace both of those guys, I'm sure you feel relatively good about who you have, but go get them. Um, and then an interesting conversation that EJ and I were having uh, this past weekend, KG, for these teams that have these really young, really good quarterbacks, Duke, NC State, UNC, you're losing some good receivers. You can go get maybe some better ones. Like, who mm. doesn't want to play with Riley Leonard? Right? Like, who doesn't want to be on that team catching from that guy that's going to make me look so good? Uh, so so I'm interested to see, maybe it's not a big need, but do they just go get out of necessity one of these ballers from the portal and take that offense to another level. Same thing with with NC State. I, I think that certainly, you know, you, you need some playmakers. You're losing a couple of really good ones, and, and maybe even more so than Duke. I think that is a need for NC State. And then with FSU, you're losing a couple of key pieces defensively, maybe a defensive back, maybe a defensive lineman. Um, they seem to, to kind of have their pick right now, high school or portal. So FSU's in a really good spot. Because they've used the portal so well, and people right. know oh, by the if way, we come uh, there, we're going to have success. Jordan Travis is back, so it's huge. Hey, look out, look out! I'm huge. excited for Florida State. I'm excited for them. Yeah, and we'll talk more about FSU when we do our Cheezable episode. We'll be doing a lot on that game. It's a, it's a big game for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Georgia Tech. There's just so many questions with your new head coach. And, you know, you, you need to go probably get a quarterback somehow, some way. Yeah. You need playmakers. I mean, pretty much every skill position I feel like you need, Mac. Yeah, and, and that's what is, – it's just so tough because, yes, Georgia Tech's in Atlanta. Yes, if you do a 50-mile radius around the stadium, 
There's just talent everywhere. It's a tough school. It's a tough school to get into. It's different. It's a tougher school to stay because I hear this all the time from some of these elite universities that we have within the ACC because it is just different. We we talk about just meaning more. It just means more in the classroom here in this conference. Tell them, Matt. And so for me, two degrees, you got two as well. So they're just hanging up somewhere. Um, so for me, it, it's hard to just go get these you know big time guys because once you get on campus, we're an engineering school. What engineering degree do you want to get? Like you cannot hide once you're there. And yeah. so that's why it's a little bit more difficult. But with that being said, Man, Atlanta just is a cool place. Like, go go find somebody. Go get somebody in the transfer portal at the QB position that is a difference maker and can really make some waves. I think the other thing they need, wide receivers, Nate McCollum was clearly their best player. I've heard from a million different people that he's leaving. As of right now at 12 uh, on December 7th, he's not in. He's not in the portal. So we'll see if that actually happens. Five guys listed for Georgia Tech. We'll be interested to see who follows suit. More guys leave or stay after they have some kind of come to Jesus meetings, if you will, with Brent Key and the future of his program. Yes, probably a lot to figure out there. Mac, let's talk about Louisville. Louisville, they have seven guys in the portal listed right now. Um, A few (laughs) important pieces, two running backs. But the main thing is their coach entered the transfer portal. He left. Scott Satterfield left for Cincinnati. I mean – it, it just felt like – I think this is probably the best thing for both parties because you don't really want to fire him after a year like this, right. even though you did lose to Kentucky again in, in blowout fashion. But you also – it just feels like you don't want him. And he doesn't want you. Like he's been flirting with, coach, with uh, other schools ever since he got there. It never felt like a good fit. So I think this is a blessing in disguise for Louisville. And I can understand Satterfield thinking, I'm going to Cincinnati where football's number one not basketball, and I'm going to be in the Big 12 without Texas and OU. Yeah, sure. Like, right. that sounds like a very interesting uh, mm-hmm. proposition. I get that. But I think it's best for both parties <laughs> to move on. I, I, I do, too. I do, too, KG. And, and it's just such a weird situation. The, the, the way that it went down, kind of, like you said, maybe his just unhappiness there. We did 14 coaches' interviews over the summer. He was the only one that wasn't on camera. And it was like weird scheduling problems. So it was just, it's always been a weird vibe from Coach Sat. And, and in person, great country boy, like talking to him. But I don't know. I, I just, hard to trust. Hard to trust, it feels like at times. And and I think when you're always looking somewhere else, uh, you know, ki- the kids yeah. don't deserve that. They certainly don't. And, and the way he left, I heard too, that it was like a, a text to the team. It wasn't even a team meeting. Hmm. It's just weird. It's a weird situation. And yeah. uh, like you Don't said, I think that. it's I think it's best for both both teams. I agree. And Louisville, I mean, they're losing two running backs. So they need to go get some running backs. They need to figure out what's going to be happening at their quarterback position. So there's there's a lot. And they need to figure out who their head coach is. Probably head coach is number one. But it's hard, too, when you leave a team in this kind of situation where the portal's open and you don't have a head coach. Right. That's hard for a program. So I think Dion Branch, I believe, if I'm correct here, yeah, is the who's the interim, which obviously Louisville legend, big NFL guy. So that helps, but certainly need to get, know who's running yeah. the ship. And is that Jeff Brom? Are they going to get him? Which I've heard that for six years now right. at Louisville. Uh, you know, what's what's it going to be? Who, who are they going to go and get? Because another thing to really pay attention to and to worry about is this recruiting class, which is like top 10. And I should look it up right now as I'm talking, but – that's a good recruiting class that if that just blows away and falls to the wayside, yeah, 
that'll be interesting. That's a big problem right there. They have a quarterback that they think's the future. Uh, if he goes somewhere else, look out. That that could be a really interesting thing. Or go Cincinnati. I mean, that's right. that's very possible right. too. Oh, by the way, uh, they're playing each other in the bowl game. I know. Fascinating. Oh, so, by the way, Louisville took, or excuse me, Cincinnati took the defensive coordinator, Coach Brown, who I think is a genius. Yes. It's going to be fascinating. They're going to know everything that they do. They both said, we're not going to be involved. Yeah, who the hell coaches this game? these games? I know Deion Brandt. Who's coaching for do Cincinnati? You trust them? Do you trust them? I don't trust them. They're going to know everything, and they're going to yeah. beat them down probably, which is crazy. Does it's Satterfield crazy. attend? Probably, I feel like he absolutely. has to. Probably. And guess what? If I was so Louisville, awkward. I'd say we're not playing this game. Say sorry. Oh, wow. I'm not in. That's interesting. That's crazy to me. That's crazy. Yeah. Hmm. That's, that's, that's you're going to want to watch that game. You're going to want that's must watch bowl game at this point for all the again if you if you want to see the drama tune into that game. <laughs> KG's locked all the way. Oh yeah. I'm a, let me see. Let me get some popcorn and sip some tea. Uh, okay. Two big ones, and then we'll just run through the rest. But the two big ones to discuss here: Miami and North Carolina. Miami is losing guys to the portals left and right. Right. Um, I think Daryl Jackson Jr., the defensive tackle, he's a top 15 prospect according mm-hmm. to ESPN. He's kind of the big one. Mm-hmm. And you expected a lot of guys to leave because Mark Criswell basically said, I want guys to leave. So there's that. I'm just waiting to see what happens with the quarterback situation. Absolutely. And knowing our luck, it's going to drop tomorrow that TVD's <laughs> in the portal or something. But I, I find it somewhat encouraging that TVD hasn't entered the portal yet. Sure. So there's some hope there, but... I'm very curious to see what happens at Miami. Out of all three of those guys. I mean, all three yeah, that played true. this year, nobody has gotten in yet. So the encouragement from that, sure, because similar to what I said about DJ, you got to go. Like, this is free agency. Right. You got to be first to get to the next destination that you want to be at. Um, and that that is, I guess, encouraging is what I'll say, uh, that they are part of Mario's plan moving forward. So uh-huh. that's exciting. Um, it, it's just fascinating to see the the mass exodus I mean, 12 guys right now listed that are in the portal. I'm sure more to come. Um, and, and just, I don't know. There was such high expectations. There was such energy, excitement. Are. Yeah, you're right. There, there always are. And then it just fell to the wayside, excuse after excuse, and ultimately ending on, we're going to get these guys out of here and get the guys that want to be in. So th- that, I guess it's, it is a two-way street because, number one, you're probably – you know, losing a, a, a big chunk of guys, but you're also keeping who does want to be there, who does want to put in the work, and you're going to pull in the guys that you assume are going to do that same type of thing. Now that you've kind of been through a cycle at least where you kind of, okay, this guy said this, now I understand as a player this is what he's going to do. It, it's going to be very intriguing just to see. That that Miami situation, I think we're all watching it under a mm-hmm. microscope to, to really see what happens there. And then North Carolina. I mean, the, the most shocking thing to me, Max said this. He said, there's probably some guys practicing they're going to play in the championship that they'll be gone Sunday. And uh, was he correct? They've got 12 yeah. guys as well. Listen right here. The biggest shocker to me, five cornerbacks. The entire room is essentially being wiped out right now by the transfer portal. You've got to go get some guys. You need some offensive line because that was abysmal. Drake got stacked more than any other ACC quarterback in the, in the uh, league there. You also need some receivers. I know you have some high recruits on the roster, but you're losing some dogs, and you need to go find some more. So that's going to be a really interesting thing, KG. And the biggest one is Tony Grimes, the former five-star, who's the number 12-ranked guy in the portal right now by ESPN, but also just the overall attrition at that position. And that position was not very good this year, so you've right. got to deal with that. I think Jacoby Criswell could end up in a good spot and definitely get a shot, The uh, Drake May's backup quarterback. The main thing here is that Drake May is not leaving, and that's really what matters for North Carolina. 
As of now, he's not. We will see. Chill out. I hope so. I don't want to. I have. Let me tell you something. If someone offers you ten mil, you better take it. Okay. He's about to. He's going to make a bunch of money in a year, and I'm sure he's making money at UNC. And he's a UNC guy through and through. Mac, that should mean something. Green's his favorite color. Green's no baby blue's his favorite color. Uh, Just for the record, Tony Grimes. I went back and looked when he was being recruited. His final four were Georgia, North Carolina, Ohio State, and Texas A and M. I That's pretty see, good. I could see Georgia maybe swooping him up, kind of like they did with Darian Kendrick from Clemson. Sure. Could, if Just to fill some needs there, perhaps Ohio mm-hmm. State. I think he's going to – Tony Grimes is going to have his pick. No question. Of where he wants to go. The last couple ones on this list, we've already talked about Pittsburgh bringing in Dracovic. That makes a ton of sense there. Syracuse, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Wake. Not None of them losing a bunch of guys. Virginia Tech has nine guys in the portal. Virginia Tech yeah. needs – you put needs everything – yeah. <laughs> they need to go use the portal. And, and Virginia, for from a quarterback perspective, right. needs to get in there as well. Yeah, so if I'm VT, I mean, I'm taking anybody with a pulse. Uh, you know, we we got to get more talent. We've got to get longer at certain positions. We have to get bigger at certain positions. We have to get faster at almost every position. That, that for me, looked like the team with the biggest talent gap mm. when I watched them on TV and when I was in person. Uh, so the good thing is you have the ability to do that in the transfer portal. You can go and find guys. And guys, again, I mentioned this, that want to come home, that want to come yeah, back so to from the, the state DMV of Virginia. Or something that, around there. Yeah, the, the, the 757. You've got to go get those guys. You've got to figure it out. Uh, the, the biggest thing out of all those teams you just mentioned is maybe something that uh, isn't on this paper, KG, and that is Sam Hartman who is coming into some news, who I've seen with some posts, he might not be done with college football. His coach said if if he moves on to the NFL or if he gets what? some big lucrative deal from some other school, we can't be mad at him for accepting But he literally him. told us. He said, I'm done. He said, I'm, I'm moving he on. He did. But again, but did he just someone offers wait? you $7 million, I'm going there over the NFL, no question about it. So no, he's like 26 years old. <laughs> He'd be the okay. Stetson Bennett. <laughs> he can win the Heisman next year. Apparently, that that only all he has to do is throw twenty touchdowns. That's awesome. It's a longevity award. It's unbelievable. Uh, so that's something. Watch out for it. Just watch out for it. It's going to be interesting. Wow, Mac dropping bombs here on the show. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Dang. But maybe. <laughs> well, this was fun. I'm glad we got to hash out all the portal people. The portal people. Next week, bowl talk. We will be diving into some bowls, giving you some initial thoughts, and then starting to talk about each of these games. So make sure you stay tuned. Let's go, KG. Big shout out to Richmond Weaver, making this sound fantastic. Always appreciate him and everything he does. But that's it from us, guys. Go over to Gramlick and MacLane on YouTube. Subscribe, rate, review, comment. You guys comment a lot. I didn't know that was a thing on YouTube. Yeah, this was I click on a video, and it's just like rows and rows of comments. So appreciate you guys, all your insights and questions. We might need to do like a uh, a comment question, maybe live. I think you can do YouTube live. We might have to try that out. We'll, we'll interest we'll, – We'll dabble into that, if you will. But uh, that's it from us, guys. Really appreciate you. Comment, rate, review, subscribe over on Apple Podcasts as well. We would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see you all.